there is a library that exists at the nexus where all other universes collide. Inevitably, things wind up there by mistake. Books, artifacts, people. This is the place where things from all universes end up when they get lost. This is the Eternity Archives. Archives, an actual play tabletop podcast. In this episode, we're going to be continuing our playthrough of 13th Age. To go ahead and remind you of what happened in our last episode, Zen and Rill have uh, made their way to the Dragon Empire. Something happened during their travels, uh, and they have landed in separate parts of their new location totally alone. So this is going to be an interesting chapter to uh, see them jump into to go ahead and do some introductions. Uh, how about you all go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Dorka. My pronouns are she, her. My character is Zen, who in this arc is a dragon folk fighter. Hi, my name is Bappy. My pronouns are they, them, and I play real de Drakel, who is a tiefling sorcerer. And my name is Ziva. My pronouns are she, her. I usually play Linda, the human office lady, but Linda is anchoring this arc, so she's taking more of a backseat. So before we jump back into the episode, uh, I wanted to go ahead and start with a little fun fact this week. And since Thanksgiving is like surprisingly right around the corner, tell me what would you all bring to a big like fantasy medieval feast? Like if you were going to do Thanksgiving in 13th age, what kind of food would you bring? You know, I feel like I should bring something appropriately themed because maybe it's disrespectful otherwise. And in a medieval fantasy world, they might uh, kill me afterwards. But <laughs> maybe I'll bring like a omelet rice or something just to, you know, show them something new and exciting. Mm. Those ingredients are probably pretty easily obtained. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they have rice in medieval fantasy worlds, right? I don't see why not. Who invented rice? Nature. Okay. <laughs> Well, if Mother Nature will have provided the 13th age realm with, with rice so that I can bring them this bountiful harvest of <laughs> ketchup, rice, and eggs. Yeah, I don't know where you're going to get the ketchup. Eh, uh, you know. You'll figure it out. You get some red stuff, you put it in a jar, you shake it up. Did you just say red stuff? You can't prove I did. <laughs> oh shit, we're recording. <laughs> Well, I would also bring an egg dish. You know, I'm known for my deviled eggs. Ooh. You're known? <laughs> like, <laughs> the way you said that. Listen, it's just... one time I went to a church potluck and three people brought deviled eggs, including me. Mine were gone first. Oh, shit. And I take that as a point of pride. And then the other two people who brought deviled eggs, since they failed in their cooking, they were sent straight to hell. <laughs> I don't think it's that kind of church, but I don't know, Dorka, you do you. It's not that kind of church, but um, they are, by custom, no longer allowed to ever make deviled eggs again. Oh, no. Yeah, well, that, that seems like an appropriately harsh punishment for like a medieval <laughs> fantasy world. So, yeah, absolutely. honestly, perfect. Thou hast been banished from the deviled egg lands. <laughs> so I think I would be extremely extra if I was going to a fantasy feast, and I'd want to bring a peacock. 
like in the Middle Ages, they used to like pluck all the feathers off a peacock and roast it like a turkey and then put all the feathers back on. So you'd like go sit down at Thanksgiving or, you know, whatever the medieval equivalent is and be like, bam, look at this shit. This is wild. That's what I'd bring. I don't know how to roast a peacock, but it would be super cool. That is incredibly extra and I applaud you for it. Thank you. Okay, hear me out. What if instead of putting all the feathers back on, you just dotted it with Skittles and M&Ms in the peacock feathering pattern with the colors so it's just like all blue and green? All right, you are going to get murdered at the fantasy feast. Yeah, (laughs) I don't think Skittles and roast poultry go very well together. If it was a like a dessert peacock, sure, but I don't think they make those. Have you ever tried it? That's true. I've never eaten a peacock. I guess I don't know. Peacock and Skittles with M&Ms. I'm just oh. saying, you know. No, uh, you can't mix Skittles and M&Ms. That's, that's a crime. Well, I'm about <laughs> to go commit some crimes. So on that note, uh, let's go ahead then and uh, see what crimes you're going to go ahead and commit in the realm of the 13th age. Y'all ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So which one of you would like to go first? I promise I'll switch back and forth. I'll go first. Okay, I'll go ahead and go back to when you open your eyes, you're alone. So go ahead and tell me what Rill is wearing and tell me about the dumpy landing. (laughs) Rill is, so they're just wearing like normal clothes, I think. Kind of like a tunic with like a big flowy red scarf that they can hide in, you know, instead of like a hoodie and just like trousers and boots. And then I think Dumpy would just like fall on their face, just like pelt it out of the space and just like lands on their face. And they are disoriented for a little bit uh, as they kind of sit up and look around and notice that Zen is not there. Does real look like they normally do? Yeah. So you notice then that you have landed, uh, and Dumpy has landed, in an alley. And as you look around, you see a shady woman on the roof above watching you with her hood up, uh, idly flipping a coin between her fingers. Uh, hello? Without stopping flipping her coin or pulling her hood down, she says, Oh, hey, glad to see you finally made it. Okay, uh, when I, like, kind of, you know, drove here or whatever, um, I heard, like, whispers about like temptations and destiny and and it kind of threw me off because they they reminded me of things my like youth pastor would say you know they'll listen to music with with swears and you'll go down the wrong path or whatever are you my youth pastor and she laughs and finally throws her head back and you see a dark elf woman and she says i don't really know what a pastor is but uh let's go ahead and say no I'm not big on the youths, at least. <laughs> and she uh, she jumps down from the roof and holds her hand out and says, Orin, Orin Helvi, lovely to meet you. Oh, hi, uh, Rill, and this is Dumpy. And, and they would reach to hold their hand, and Dumpy would also shake her hand. <laughs> she say, uh, well, you'll never guess it, but uh, a certain mutual patron of ours uh, gave me a cipher telling me to look out for someone who fits your description. Uh, I admit that your little friend here is a bit of a surprise, but hey, the more the merrier. Tell you what, you should come with me. Uh, uh, what do you mean by patron? Uh, you know, a certain uh, friend, a mysterious figure. I, you know what I'm getting at. Um, 
So going back to the youth pastor thing, they also told me not to talk to strangers or follow people down alleyways. Um, and I'm not like religious or anything, but I think that's just kind of good advice all, all around. So I don't know if I, I should follow you because you did kind of stalk over me in an alleyway. She laughs again and flips the coin into your hand. And uh, looking down at the coin, you see an icon on it that strikes you as familiar. You realize that it sort of resonates with one of the voices that you heard on your way over. Okay. I guess this is just weird fantasy shit. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Rills read enough young adult novels to know where this is going. Yeah, Rills played a ton of like JRPGs and stuff like that. So yeah, Dumpy's like on their back. And Rill just follows after Orin, is her name? Orin, yes. So then Orin, with a smile, kind of like gently guides you by the shoulder. It's not threatening. She's not like pushing you along or like, it's more of like a gentle escort. And she guides you then through a side door into a tavern, which you can see by a faded sign above the side door is called the Coin's Edge. Uh, So let's go ahead and take a break and switch to Zen. So Zen, uh, you open your eyes after a rough landing on the cobblestones, and you are alone. Tell me uh, what your deal is. So Zen picks herself up, and she's patting herself down, basically making sure she is a normal shape, a normal size. (laughs) She finds everything to be pretty much in order, but she's the wrong color. She's been palette swapped, and she does not like that. (laughs) Zen hasn't read young adult novels and doesn't know about any of that genre shit, but uh, she is from a very magical world with like all sorts of like prophecies and bullshit, and she's like, oh no, oh hell no. <laughs> if she had been turned any other color, that might have been more bearable, but you know, like metallic dragons are typically hot shit, and <laughs> she's not super thrilled about that. She's wearing pretty heavy armor, which is annoying to her, but it's fine. Like, it offers a decent amount of protection. It's like a heavy chainmail. But other than the heavy chainmail covering her top half, it's not too far off from what she's used to. So she's getting the sense that, like, this is a world that's not hers, not her own, but at least somewhat familiar. Then she realizes that she does have the big fuck-off axe strapped to her back. And that brings her a little bit of comfort. If she has that axe, <laughs> she can she can manage the rest. So Zen, uh, as you look around you, you see that you are uh, just off to the side of a bustling port market. The market itself is uh, surrounded and swarmed and crawling with merchants, and sailors, city guards trying to keep an eye and make sure that there's no pickpockets, uh, and adventurers and hopefuls of every sort scouring Newport to try and find their next quest. So what do you do? Before she does anything else, Zen will tilt her head back, look up to the sky, and shout, Linda? Uh, so, so Linda tunes into Zen and just says, Zen, I'm, I'm right here. Is, uh, is everything okay? You don't, you don't have to shout to the sky. I, I can hear you anyway. It's, it's all fine. Okay. I think something went wrong. Are we in the right place? Uh, yes, it, it looks like you're in the right place. What, what, what's wrong? It was a very strange landing, Linda. Strange, strange how? Zen, are you okay? It just... (laughs) didn't feel like it normally feels. I heard voices and whispering. I took a wrong turn at Abacurky. <laughs> <laughs> so you hear the sound of furious flipping pages and Linda says, uh, well, um, now that you mention it, 
Uh, and of course, now that you're already there, the journal uh, has a little note in here that uh, coming into this world may just be a little strange. Uh, apparently there are some powerful forces at work that mean that traveling in and out is just a little odder than normal. That would have been nice to know before leaving. I agree. I wish it had told me. Thank you, Linda. Do you know where Rill is? Is Rill not with you? I told you it was a weird landing. I no, I, I, I don't know where Rill is. Is there um is there someone you can ask? Uh there are plenty of people here. I will see what I can find out. Good luck, Zen. Keep me posted. I'll do what I can on this end to find Rill. And so Zen will wander out into the street. And you said there were like a bunch of guards around and stuff, right? Yes. So Zen will wander out into the street, find one of these guards, and she'll basically be like, Hey, I'm looking for a friend of mine. They're about this tall, and she holds up a hand to indicate about Rill's height. This tall, uh, light purple skin, um, curly horns. I apologize, ma'am, uh, says one of the guards, but uh, no, we haven't seen anyone by that description. Tieflings uh, usually hang out in the uh, tavern district. However, it's usually we see them uh, as part of our adventures. Yeah, that doesn't sound like my friend (laughs) (laughs) i have seen them in taverns before and i don't know it's very strange (laughs) well ma'am i'm afraid that there's not much else we can do but uh perhaps if they sailed in one of our sailors has seen them thank you very much have a good day ma'am stay safe zen's like thanks fucking idiot (laughs) useless Zen is like, you know, that wasn't super helpful, but despite how she is, she's not gonna, like, pick a fight with a soldier in an unfamiliar area. Oh, that's probably a good life decision. (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, Rill's following strangers through alleyways. (laughs) (laughs) But so Zen also remembers that they were supposed to look for a specific contact. And does she have that picture in her journal? Yes, she does. So she's decided that the guards are useless. So she'll find, like, a dock worker or a sailor and first she'll ask the same question about real looking for the tiefling so as you go up to a burly dock worker he's wearing one of those knitted caps and he's just wearing like sturdy boots and some coarse burlap pants uh when you ask him if he has seen your light purple tiefling friend he gives you sort of like a brush off wave and says i don't keep track of every single person in this city do you keep track of every single person you see no i was just asking you don't have to be like that <laughs> well i'm busy and he like hefts like an enormous barrel all right so zen will also heft an enormous barrel and like follow this guy around and be <laughs> like well if someone's new here where do you think they'd go mm, i don't know probably the taverns everyone keeps saying that <laughs> Or, or I don't know, maybe they're in the market. Maybe they're shopping for potions and amulets and other garbage like that. Okay, where are the taverns? They're in the tavern district. You just, uh, and he, like, gives you descriptions about how to walk there. It's not very far. Okay, and so she will put the barrel down and head off in that direction. Did you just pick up the barrel to flex on him? Like, you weren't even helping him. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, Zen is hoping, like, she's not expecting to find Rill in a tavern but she thinks maybe Rill will expect to find her in a tavern. Oh, that's valid. Rill isn't thinking. Rill's following the strange woman. Well, Zen doesn't (laughs) know that. That's (laughs) metagaming. So then Zen hands off into the direction of the tavern district. No, Zen's not metagaming. Zen just has more faith in Rill than she should. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Okay, is that where you set off to? Yeah. Okay, great. 
So you go ahead then and uh, walk down the streets. Uh, you pass a couple merchant shops on your way, but eventually you find yourself in the middle of a big wide square and a street just like lined with inns and taverns of all sort from the extremely fancy with the bards singing formal songs to the place where the dock workers just go and have a pint after work to the kind that are stuffed to the brim with adventurers who are trading tips and sharpening their axes and uh, asking each other about runic scrolls that they found. What sort of tavern are you looking for? The one with the adventurers trading tips and sharpening axes sounds like uh, her sort of party. <laughs> okay. Zen's gonna go find new friends. <laughs> yeah. So then you walk into the Sharpened Sword, which is an inn that is, as I said, bustling with adventurers of every sort. You even see a dragonborn like yourself. Oh, wow. And dwarves and halflings and half-orcs and everyone you can possibly think of. Cool. So Zen is going to look around for the biggest person in the room and go and sit down with them. <laughs> That's how she makes friends. That's fair. Uh, okay, so you see an orc who is in the corner at a table. He's swinging his flagon back and forth. He is uh, telling his most boisterous adventure stories. You can see he has a big axe strapped to his back and an audience who is wrapped listening to his stories of fighting dragons and going through deep, dark dungeons and earning loot and impressing kings and all the other sorts of adventure stuff. Alright, so first she's gonna go up and buy a drink, and she'll get an extra one. She's got a, a drink in both hands. Okay. When this guy seems to be at, like, a natural pausing point, she'll uh, go and sit down next to him and put one of those drinks in front of him. He looks up and smiles at Zen. His, his affection is easily won with uh, camaraderie and stories and more drinks. Zen does how this works. So he gestures next to him and says, Ah, sit down, friend. Name's Gwarl Silverhand. Who do I have the pleasure of talking with? Name's Zen. I'm new in town. Ah, well, welcome. Uh, you're not the only one new in town. This place is lousy with adventures. What, what tickles your fancy? Cursed treasure? Maybe fighting some, uh, I can't remember the name of any other monsters. Uh, I've been drinking a lot. <laughs> Usually the sort of work I get paid for, but I do love fighting a big-ass monster. Mmm, a woman after my own heart. <laughs> Listen, you said a lot of people come in here, a lot of new people. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking for a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Think me, but the opposite in every way possible. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, tiefling. Curly horns, light purple skin, uh, maybe sleeping. Hmm. He gestures sort of behind you and waves over. And a halfling woman in simple clothes walks up and holds her hand out and introduces herself and says, uh, Hey girl, win at your service, as always. Oh, what can I do for you? And he gestures back at Zen and says, Tell her, tell her who you're looking for. If anyone in this town knows who you're talking about, it's Win Lightfoot. Zen will repeat the description of Rail, but then she'll also open up her journal and find, like, the picture of their contact. Uh, what was his name again? Harold? Yeah, uh, of Harold. And, um, she'll show that picture to the halfling as well. Ah, so luckily, the halfling does not have any information about Rail, which is not very lucky. But as soon as she sees the picture of Harold Portsmith, she says, ah, you've definitely come to the right halfling. I was actually just headed over to, uh, old Harold's house. Uh, how about you come with, and uh, we'll see what we can do about your friend, hmm? All right. And she turns back to the orc and says, If you see if you see my friend, tell them that's where we've gone. He raises his drink at you and says, Promise. Keep me in your thoughts, friend. Good luck on your quest. Same to you. Okay. So then you follow Win. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Um, then let's go ahead and go back to Rail. So Rail, 
You have followed Orin, and as you step into the side door, you enter a dimly lit tavern full of raucous laughter. The place is stuffed to the gills with all sorts of rough-looking patrons. They're gambling, they're playing pinfinger, and they're drinking deeply from wooden flagons full of ale. Orin saunters up to the bar and talks to its massive forge-born bartender. The bartender, Barry, is dedicatedly wiping down the bar with a tattered rag in his massive bronze hand. So Orin leans against the bar and says, uh, Hey Barry, how you doing? How's the, uh, how's the rust treating you today? And Barry booms in his large voice, It is much better. Thank you. What can I get you today? He uh, gives Rill a bit of a strange look and uh, glances back to Orin as if to say, Who's this? Uh, Rill would just kind of like follow after them. And they, they have picked up Dumpling because they don't know if the floor here is, is like dirty or not. Um, or if there's like a glass on the floor. So they, and, and you know, Dumpling has six feet. So that's more feet to get their feet cut on on glass. So they pick up Dumpy and they walk over to the counter and they're like, Oh, is, uh, you know what? Like taverns, they're not like really my scene. Uh, I'm I'm actually looking for some people. Also, hi. My name is my name is Real. I, that was rude of me. I, I should have said hi. Um, this is Dumpy. <laughs> they hold up Dumpling, <laughs> and they're like, uh, n- "Nice, nice to meet you." I, I guess. Barry boons back. It is nice to meet you too. If this is not your scene, we have a private room in the back. Warren can show you. Uh, I don't know. That sounds kind of like like I don't know if I have any money. Um, I. Orin again leans over and says, Hi, I think we should check it out. Let's, uh, how about you follow me again? Uh, oh, God. Uh, yeah, sure. And so Orin steps into the back room, gesturing for you to follow. You find yourself, uh, standing in basically a hallway full of enormous and dusty kegs. Orin steps in front of one and twists the tap. To your surprise, the entire front of the keg swings open to reveal a secret back room. In the back room, a dragon spawn, a wood elf, and a human sit around the table, talking and laughing. The human man waves you both in with a gap-toothed smile. And Orin turns to you and says, Well, my friend, meet the Thieves Guild. Our uh, mutual patron asked us to keep an eye out for you. Apparently, you're on the hunt for something pretty damn big. And he's asked us to help you in whatever way we can. Well, I mean, like, I'm looking for an amulet, but I'm also looking for my friend Zen. And I I, I mean, like, the amulet's not very big, but I, I guess Zen, Zen's pretty big. Like, she's like, and in a row, will get on, like, their tippy toes and, like, kind of, like, gesture, like, like this tall. <laughs> um, is, do you know where she is? She's, like, a big lizard lady. Um, and she has an axe that says fuck off on it or something. I don't know. She keeps calling it her fuck off axe. So I think that's what that means. <laughs> The human man looks at you and says, Ah, oh, don't worry too much. Uh, one of our, uh, our best is keeping an eye out for her. And our uh, contact up at the big house, uh, he's keeping an eye out for her too. Our ally is kind of an odd mellow, but uh, he's got some good heralds to keep an eye out, and uh, we'll take you to meet up with uh, with them soon. I promise. Uh, okay. You guys seem honest. No, you don't seem trustworthy, but like, you know, uh, you seem nice enough. So I, I, I yeah, cool. Yes. Then I would just go go into the room, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Oren thinks this is hilarious and immediately starts laughing. And the other uh, Thieves Guild folks join in as well. They seem actually like a pretty chill group, all to be told. Yeah, they seem more trustworthy than real youth pastors, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any questions for the Thieves Guild? Real would just be like, uh, you guys keep mentioning a patron. Um, I'm not from around here so i don't know what that means like what uh a man in the big house like a big man 
in a big house, like Clifford, or like, um, <laughs> I don't know, Cl- Clifford's a dog, I guess, so, I mean, I don't really know what's going on, so if you guys could just, like, let me know <laughs> what you know. <laughs> so the dragon spawn gives you kind of, like, a weird look, like, who's this weirdo? Um, <laughs> but then she says, mm, I mean, you know, the prince, the, the prince of shadows, the, you know, thieves guild, prince of shadows, our patron. You know, he uh, watches over us and gives us stuff to do. And in this case, he wants us to get that amulet. It's on its way to the Lich King, and he told us to cut it off, keep an eye out for you and your friend. And, uh, you know, maybe he wants us to snatch it, but who knows? The Lich King? <laughs> yeah, the, have you not heard of the Lich King? He's a big scary lich. Wants to undead everybody. Yeah, that's... Rill has killed that guy so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Rill is so overgeared for the Lich King fight. Like, let's go. Uh, Rill's just like, um, I mean, like, I know of a Lich King. I don't know if I know, like, the Lich Prince of Shat? I don't know who that is. Once again, I'm new here. You know what? Just, uh, I have amnesia. I fell (laughs) from the sky and I hit my head pretty hard. So I pretty much forgotten everything except, um, how to speak and walk. And, like, you know, basic functions. Like, you don't have to help me to the bathroom, but, like, if you could tell me about the, the Prince of Shadows and, and the Lich King, and that'd be neat. And, like, what, this amulet? Do you know what Because I need to find this amulet. Because, you know, apparently we have the, the same boss, so I, um... Yeah, sorry, you, you guys can get a refund on, what, on like, my services, because I've, I've been doing a horrible, horrible job, so I just... <laughs> So the dragon spawn woman opens her mouth again, and uh, she's a little bit more sarcastic this time. Even more sarcastic, but she says, All right, look, Prince of Shadows, right? He's like the head thief, the big cheese. Uh, he tells us things to do. Uh, in this case, the thing he's telling us to do is to get some kind of powerful amulet from some kind of emissary, going to the Lich King. The Lich King, I mean, he probably wants it to do undead stuff, like let all the souls loose from hell and, you know, turn us all into, into undead or whatever. Who knows? All I know, Prince of Shadows told us to look out for you. Prince of Shadows told us to uh, work together with Portsmouth and his snobby folk. Uh, apparently, Prince of Shadows and the Great Gold Worm are on the same side. So, uh, in this case, anyway, uh, we're working with Lord Portsmouth up in the big house. He's probably keeping an eye out for your friend. If he's not keeping an eye out for your friend, then uh, our girl's definitely keeping an eye out for your friend. So, uh, don't sweat it. Have a drink, kid. <laughs> and she, uh, Leans back. She's very satisfied with her explanation. Did they like put a mug of something in front of them? Yes. Yeah. They put they put a mug of some kind of like kind of nasty beer. It's not like even like Bud Light. It's like Michelob. It's pretty yeah. gross. <laughs> Real just kind of looks at it and it's just like, uh, no, I, 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 um, you know, I don't think I should be drinking when I've hit my head. Um, that's like bad for your brain. And then <laughs> they notice that that Dumpy is like looking at the beer and they kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, push, push the mug away from Dummy. Is like, no, no, you can't drink that. That's bad for cats. Uh. <laughs> and then I guess they'd be like, uh, okay, so do you know where this amulet is? Like, can we just go, go get it, or well, steal it? I guess. Uh, not totally sure. And Orin puts a hand on the Dragon Spawn Woman's uh, shoulder and turns to you and says, "Actually, that's uh, that's gonna have to be on you." 
we did a little information gathering, but uh, sounds like you and your friend are maybe going to have to uh, to do most of the heavy lifting yourselves. The prince is particular about what he wants us to be involved in, but uh, I'm sure you know myself or maybe one of my uh, one of my friends here can uh, can come with you for at least a little bit. Keep an eye on you, you know, get things kicked off. Uh, all we know is that uh, there's been some rumors of a woman in red walking down the uh, the woodland trail recently. But other than that, we're a bit in the dark. Is that weird? Like, if there's a woman walking down the trail? I mean, like, that seems like normal behavior to me. But also, like, you know, I, I have hit my head. <laughs> Sorry. But so is that, like, <laughs> weird? Well, not normally. But uh, the woodland trail isn't used by a ton of folks. Mostly just locals and uh, almost never adventurers. And usually a woman wearing big, loud red robes and tossing coin left and right in the city. That's usually adventurer-type territory. I mean, she could just be like like a trust fund baby, you know. Um, do you guys have trust funds? Do we? Sorry, do we have trust funds here? Is that like a thing? Or in shrugs. She has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, it's because I hit my head. I, I just sometimes words words fall out. Did she look dangerous, or do you think was was it just because that's like a thing that happened? But it's not necessarily a thing that like pertains to me, right? Or well, uh, you know, it's hard to say. Uh, all I can say is that there's been a woman around town throwing coin left and right, dressed in these outrageous red robes, traveling on the woodland trail. Uh, and there's also been some rumors of dead rising out of the swamp nearby, which is uh, that's a concerning combination considering that we're looking for a powerful emissary headed to the Lich King. Oh yeah, swamp skeletons are, uh, they're bad. You know, they're very, (laughs) uh, it's very goopy, and they smell funny. Hmm, true words, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, okay, um, I mean, I guess I'll just hang out here, and then just real, just just, like, takes the mug and just, like, throws it back. Orin uh, pulls like a little folio, a leather folio, off of a, a nearby crate and slides it over into you and says, Yeah, I'll tell you what, in addition to the beer, here's a little gift from uh, from us to you. And when you open it is a set of thieves tools. Oh, neat. I don't know, remember <laughs> if I know how to use these, but you know what? I'm sure it'll come back to me probably. Thank, thank you. This is, this is very nice. <laughs> Does it say fuck off on the handle of the, the pick? Is this a fuck off pick? It sure does. Oh, this is cute. My friend's gonna love this. <laughs> so while you're sitting there just kind of like trying to vibe, <laughs> the wood elf looks up at Orin and says, Don't you think it's time? Shouldn't you go do your rendezvous? And uh, Orin looks at her uh, watch. Hmm. Do you have time here? Yeah. So Orin <laughs> looks at her watch and says, Ah, yeah, looks like you're about right. Come on, friend. Let's uh, let's head out and see if if our friend has been able to find who you're looking for. Okay. I mean, you know, I don't really have anywhere else to go, so I, I'll just follow you. Y- you can really take me anywhere. Um, <laughs> like if you wanted to murder me, like I honestly, I don't think I could really uh, do anything about that. So uh, my fate is in your hands. So uh, Oren laughs again and says, "Nah, don't worry about it too much." But uh, oh, I will. Speaking of murder, we should. Uh, Go check on things before Wynne totally wears out her welcome. She laughs again at some some private joke. Wait, why are we speaking of murder? I mean, that's the opposite of what... Okay, well, you know, like, mm, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and they would just wave at the people that are left as they follow Oren. Okay, sounds good. All right. So then let's go ahead and go back to Zen. And Zen, you are with Wynne. So uh, Wynne escorts you through the winding city streets before stopping in front of a grand manor. 
Sure, it's not the largest manor you've ever seen, especially given your heritage, but its sweeping marble columns and gilded accents are still striking, and the whole scene cuts a grand figure. Two servants look you and Wynne up and down before looking knowingly at each other, and then they open in our neatly carved wooden door. You step into a grandly decorated hall lined with exotic furniture and portraits of deeply serious men dressed in blue. Sitting at a desk at the end of the hall is an exhausted looking man in a dark blue doublet with white lace spilling out from the cuffs and the neck. He sighs and pours over a stack of papers in front of him. Uh, luckily, you recognize him from your journal. It is Lord Harold Portsmouth. He sighs and pours over a stack of papers in front of him, looking up briefly before registering who is standing in front of him. He says, good, good, glad to see you made it here safely. You then must be the uh, messenger from our uh, assisting group. And he looks at Wynne nervously. Wynne nods uh, with a big smile and then uh, starts walking around the hall and whistling to herself. Every time you turn your head, you can see that she's gently shoving figurines casually <laughs> into her pockets. Lord Portsmouth uh, sighs at you and says, well, it's good to see you. I've been keeping an eye out for you, and so have my heralds. And you hear Wynne laugh again. She's slapping her and she's saying, heralds, heralds, <laughs> and uh, just laughing hysterically. It's like the funniest thing she's ever heard. And then when she's done laughing, she straightens back up and uh, tucks a golden inkwell into one of her pockets. And Zen kind of snickers at that too. But um, with a name like Portsmouth, she was not expecting like a fancy dude. But, you know, that's fine. She's going to act like she knows what she's doing and she knows what's going on. And she tells this guy, yeah, I made it, but I uh, lost my friend on the way. I don't know if you've seen or heard anything of them. Uh, well, I'm afraid that I haven't, but uh, my heralds have been keeping an eye out for the folks that uh, his gildedness has told us to be expecting. And uh, it's very possible that um, this lady's friends have already made contact with them. I would not be surprised whatsoever. And uh, Wynne pipes up and says, I will meet up with some friends of mine later. We'll do a little rendezvous with the port market. There's a good chance they found your friend. Don't you worry too much. Orin's got a sharp eye for these things. This guy's like guards are named Harold. Harold? They're Harold's. But his name is also Harold. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right then. I know why I'm here. You know why I'm here. Why don't we go over the details? Uh, all right. Well, uh, as you can see, I'm uh, willing to work with uh, some of the rougher folks on behalf of uh, their patron. Since his gildedness uh, has relayed this business with the amulet to me. The guild reached out and proffered their assistance. Uh, I admit I have been reluctant to work with them for several reasons. And he eyes Wynne, who stops for a minute and waves brightly. As soon as he turns his head, she snatches a golden figure off a horse and shoves it down her pants. <laughs> Harold turns and looks at Zen and says, she did it again, didn't she? Do you just leave stuff around for her to collect or? Well, it's it's my it's my house. I don't normally have, <laughs> I don't normally have this problem. Uh, in addition, there's there's much bigger issues in play. I have reached out to your organization, as you know, regarding news from his gildedness about this amulet. The rumors about this amulet are deeply, deeply worrying. It is the most powerful artifact seen in this world in an age. Uh, I know nothing more about it than that, unfortunately, but his gildedness has told me that it is reportedly en route to the Lich King via a very powerful emissary of his. This emissary must be stopped at all cost. Do you understand? All cost. No one will be left alive if the Lich King is able to get his hands on it. So Zen, like, sits down across from him and kind of puts her leg up on the arm of the chair. She's bad at sitting. 
<laughs> like actual gays. That's actually how I'm sitting right now. So <laughs> <laughs> call out post. But she's heard of liches. She knows what liches are, and she knows they're bad news. And it is perfectly reasonable in her mind that we would need to stop them. She nods, just like yeah, I I understand. Tell me more about this emissary. Well, we have heard that she's a sorceress of the red. Unfortunately, we don't know a lot more than that. There have been rumors of her presence in the city for a few days, and uh, rumors of uh, unusual travelers on the woodland road, but that's all my heralds have been able to gather so far. Sorry, she's in town? She's not on the move already? Well, she was in town uh, approximately a day or so ago. My heralds lost track of her after that. Okay. She might have a little bit of a head start, is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. All right. Before I forget, uh, here, these may help you. And he reaches into a desk drawer and pulls out a small box before handing it to you. The box is highly ornate, and when you open it, you see three health potions. Ooh. She uh, closes the box and puts it in her bag with all the snacks. As you uh, look up from putting the box in your bag full of snacks, you see Wynne pick up an entire lamp and try to put it in the front of her coat. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Harold looks pained again the whole situation like there's a there's a gilded lizard woman who he has to respect because she's probably important and a great gold worm said he had to but she's got her legs up on chairs there's a halfling thief who's just stealing literally everything she can possibly pick up he's trying to figure out how to like hold everything together he's trying to have his heralds act as spies and normally all they do is escort important people to his house for fancy business meetings so he's just like completely worn out he just puts his head on his hands and just says can I help you with anything else? Is there is there anything you need? No, that was all just the information. He sort of waves over Win and says, "Well, is it is it time for your for your rendezvous?" And uh, she nods with a suspicious clinking and says, "You know, let's head out. Let's uh let's meet up with Orin. It's uh it's too stuffy in here for me anyway." And she like turns as like unnaturally as possible and clinks away and uh, some gold coins fall out of the bottom of her pants. (laughs) (laughs) Zen will pick up those gold coins and um, keep them for herself. (laughs) So you just, okay, so when stole in front of this man's, stole this man's stuff in front of him. And then when she dropped the stuff she stole, you stole it back and kept it instead of giving it to him. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I'm an accessory. <laughs> he just puts his head like completely down on the desk, just like completely face down, full on head desk, and lets out like the biggest sigh you've ever heard. <laughs> well, he's probably happy to see us leave then. Yes. With all his stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, better to lose some stuff than all of the stuff. <laughs> so uh, Wynne leads you back through the streets on your way back to the port market. And as Wynne is walking back to the port market... Orin is also walking to the port market, um, and the two of them, with the two of you, meet in front of an ostentatious fountain in the square. Uh, yeah, Rill is behind Orin, and I'm trying to think how they're holding on to Dumpy, because it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> I don't think they want it to get lost in the crowd, but they also don't want to put on a leash. I guess Dumpy's still <laughs> riding on their back after they left the tavern, and Rill would go over to Zen and give her a big hug. And be like, oh my god, I thought I was lost forever. <laughs> Zen will return the hug and pick Rill up and like, kind of. I was in a tavern. Oh. You know, I hate taverns. <laughs> Poor Rill. <laughs> you came out of it okay, though. Yeah, I, I'm a little drunk. <laughs> and I think Linda would chime in and go, Zen, Zen, uh, the journal just lit up. It says Rill is um, like right behind you. <laughs> 
look, look, real quickly, is, is real there? Yes, thank you, Linda. Rail's there. And she's still looking up when she is talking to Linda. <laughs> talking to Linda. Oh. Hi, Linda. Orin and Wynne are a bit confused about who you're talking to. Linda, on the other hand, is overjoyed to hear that Rail is okay. And says, oh, Rail. Oh, I'm so glad you're all right. And uh, apparently that's enough to, like, reboot the connection. So Linda can hear both of you now. Well, that's good. That was, uh, that was unsettling. I had a beer. So Orin looks over the two of you having your your big hug and, uh, all right then. So uh, now that the two of you are together and the two of us are together, where are we going? Y'all lead the way and uh, one of us can come with you and keep an eye for a bit if you like. I told you I I, I have amnesia. I have no idea how anything works. And also I'm drunk, so I don't think I should be leading the way, Orin. Oh, you'll be fine in about half an hour. Which way is the Lich King? (laughs) (laughs) Oren laughs and says, uh, well, uh, it's not going to be quite that easy. Uh, we definitely cannot get to the Lich King unless you want to go through the Hell Swamps into a portal directly to where he is. And uh, you don't want to do that. Well, no, that's not what I'm here to do, but... I thought we needed to go to the swamps because there's like skeletons in there. That is news to me. Yeah, there's... Ske- okay, so here's what I know. I This lady uh, found me in the alleyway and then she led me into a tavern and then she took me into a weird back room in the tavern and I, I guess there's a guy called the Prince of Shadows who's like their boss, but also maybe my boss, but you know, <laughs> I have I have amnesia. Um, wink. And they said that. They said wink. And <laughs> they they just keep going this, yeah, uh, so they said the prince wants to try to find this amulet and apparently it's something for the Lich King and there's skeletons and the swamp and trust fund women in red throwing money at people and then that's that's all I remember because I'm drunk and I have amnesia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we're we're here for the amulet. You remember that, right? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was told that there is an emissary delivering it to the Lich King. So no, I don't want to go to the Lich King. But if we know which direction someone would take to get there, that would probably be useful. Well, Warren says, like, with deep thought, there's been some rumors of a necromancer gathering power somewhere near the swamp. Uh, that's kind of all I've heard. You know how rumors fly in a city like this. Who knows what the truth is, but, uh... Well, if there are skeletons in the swamp, there's probably a necromancer. That's a good point. I thought you said the amulet had made the skeletons. You didn't say anything about a necromancer. That's way more obvious. (laughs) Well, uh, the amulet didn't make skeletons. That's bigger fish than that. Okay, so what is this necromancer gonna have? So, okay, who is the emissary? Uh, we're not quite sure. This red woman, probably. A powerful sorcerer, is what I was told. Is a necromancer like a type of sorcerer? Like, it's all magic, right? So it's like, they're like kind of the same thing, but dead. You know, like a, a pest control person is kind of like a, a biologist, but they just kill the animals. That's that's like the neck. That's a necromancer, right? <laughs> well, I mean, they don't bring them back to life, but you, you know what I mean. That's just a murderer. What? No, it's. That, did you not have pest control where you're from? Well, the, the 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 comparison was a pest control is just a biologist who kills the, yeah. the bugs. But so a the the analogy breaks down somewhere. <laughs> Uh, no, it makes sense to me. <laughs> because the necromancer doesn't kill anyone, they they raise things. 
Okay, well, you okay, are you telling me that a necromancer has never killed someone in their life? That sounds uh, pretty shady to me. I don't think I believe that for one second. No, you're, you're probably right about that, but that's not their job, it's their hobby. I mean, like, maybe the <laughs> pest control person also raises things as a hobby. No way. Oren and Wynn are listening to this conversation. They're both just like open mouths staring at each other like, who are these people? Rail had one beer, like really shitty watered down beer, and they're just gone. Yeah. Rail's immediately like, a neuromancer is like, uh, like a biologist for pest control? I love you. Can I have another drink? I'm so no, glad you're here. That's Zen when she's <laughs> so glad. So they're just watching this conversation like completely open mouthed. Like, this is wild. But then uh, Wynn steps in and just says, a sorcerer and a necromancer are like really different though. Okay, well, okay. Then what's okay? So should we go to the swamp or should we find a sorcerer? Swamp seems like a good place as any, says Orin. But we're not looking for a necromancer. Yeah, why why are we going as. Are you guys leading us into a trap? No, they're just trying to uh, draw conclusions from your data. <laughs> Do they say that? <laughs> no. Because Rill is squinting their eyes at them. <laughs> and they're holding the fuck off lockpick in their hand like a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so Oren says, I mean, we're hearing about weird stuff in the swamp and this amulet seems like it draw some weird stuff, but it's up to you guys where you want to go. If you're not sure, I feel like starting on the Woodland Trail and uh, seeing who's traveling where is probably the first place I'd go. Wait, Linda, okay, wait. Dumpy, hear me out. Okay, let's go. A necromancer (laughs) does stuff with dead things, right? And then the Lich King also does stuff with dead things. So they, they probably know each other, right? I don't think all necromancers know each other. I said the Lich King. It's like if you, you know, it's like, um... I'm pretty sure you have to be a necromancer to be a lich. Okay, but yeah, but so all necromancers know the Lich King, right? Like, that's their boss. It's like, Mr. Necromancer, right? And Rill's just, like, <laughs> looking at Orin and Wynn for, like, some backup. They both nod, like, mm, yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, so even if we can't find this emissary... Okay, so here's what I think. I think we either go on the Woodland Trail and we find find the lady who's throwing money at people, but that might not be super helpful because she's just throwing money at people and I we don't really need that. Or we can go to the swamp and beat up that nerd, the swamp nerd, and then uh, bully him until he tells us like info we need to know because I feel like he's he's going to know about the stuff we need. Zen is much more on board now that you've mentioned beating people up. <laughs> and bullying people. <laughs> so, yeah, that that sounds like a, a solid plan to me. I um, I feel like we usually learn things when we are mean. Uh, mean and, and antagonistic to shady individuals. <laughs> and uh, Linda chirps and Aaron says, well, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> Linda's like, I promote bullying. Linda doesn't like bullying. As a note, we do not promote bullying on this podcast. No, yeah, please don't, don't bully, bully anyone. Real is just um, rowdy because they've had a single beer. <laughs> All right, well, which way to the swamp? Orin uh, pulls a scrap of parchment out of her pocket and looks over at Wynn like, do you have a pencil? And Wynn pulls out this like beautiful gilded ink pen and hands it to Orin. <laughs> 
pulls it out of her pants. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Oren draws up a map for you and uh, tells you how to get along to the swamp. She hands it to you and looks kind of sympathetically and says, unfortunately, uh, that's like too far out of our town radius to go. The Prince of Shadows has asked me to uh, stay in town and keep an eye on things here as much as possible. And uh, Wynne's kind of loaded down and Wynne uh, looks at you and winks a little bit and uh, turns around and waddles off to go find a fence. Not because Wynne is a waddler, but because Wynne has like 47 expensive things shoved down her pants legs. (laughs) (laughs) So many Nintendo Switches. Yeah, there's just so many Nintendo Switches in there. And so Oren says... Sorry, I uh, I thought we could come with you, but that's a no-go from, you know, our patron. So uh, stay safe. You got your lockpicks, and uh, hopefully uh, the big man in the house uh, has something good for you. The day I can't handle a bunch of skeletons is the day I retire. Well, good. It sounds like you're set, then. They're just bones. <laughs> it's true. They and Since they're in the swamp, they're just smelly bones. But, like, yeah, I don't know... Um... I don't know how useful a lockpick is going to be in, in the middle of a swamp. Okay, you never know. You know what, that's true, I don't know, because I have amnesia, so we should uh, <laughs> get going, I guess. Don't you have a weapon? And Zen will just, like, start patting real down. What? No, I mean, I have the sword. Okay, well, use that instead of your lockpicks. Well, I mean, well, no, I'm not gonna, I don't know how to use a sword. <laughs> okay, well, you hold it on this end. Okay. And Zen will, like, put her arms around Rill and, like, help Rill hold the sword. It's like, all right, you hold it on this end. And this end over here, the sharp end, goes into the enemy. Now, a skeleton doesn't have, like, flesh or anything muscle holding it together. So you just kind of stick it through the bones and shake it around, try and break (laughs) it apart. Uh, Somehow Rill, like, even though you walk them step through step, by that like they are holding the sword upside down and and they, they have cut their hand <laughs> instructions unclear <laughs> but wait look uh look at what i can do with the, with the sword and then like runes on the blade of it like light up <laughs> and like a cool magic glow and there's like ta-da oh my hands hurt <laughs> okay so this is a magic weapon it probably shoots fire or something like that we'll hold on to it we'll work on this okay so you want me to keep holding on to the the blade? No, I specifically told you not to hold on to the blade. What? You literally said, ho- Linda, back me up. She said, hold on to it. Uh, I think she said the other side, Rail. I'm sorry. No, this is the end you stick in the enemy. I have amnesia. You know, sometimes you are your own worst enemy. <laughs> and then they put the sword away and look off into the distance. Oren looks over you and says, uh, looks like you two have it covered. Stay safe out there. Don't worry. I've I've seen this one do some impress some surprisingly impressive shit. I've shot a man through the eyeball once. I don't know how. She gives you like an impressed nod and says, uh, "Next time you're in town, stop by the Coin's Edge. We'll uh, we'll catch up." Oh, okay, cool. Bye. And Rail just waves at Orin, and it's just like their hand, <laughs> their hand just has a cut with like blood <laughs> dropping down. <laughs> Okay, so Oren has uh, waved goodbye and watched the two of you excitedly trying to learn how to, uh, well, Zen trying to teach real swords and real excitedly cutting themselves with it and then waving and making a gross mess. (laughs) So uh, what's your next move? Well, how gone is Rill, and how long does Rill expect to be this way? 
Oh, you just drag them to the swamp and they'll throw up on the way there. It's fine. <laughs> is, is this like you where you go from sober to drunk to sober again in under an hour? <laughs> um, let's say they, they have a bit more tolerance than I do. Do they? I <laughs> No, I guess they don't. Uh, so yes, <laughs> like me. <laughs> Getting personal on the Eternity Archives. <laughs> Real's just me. <laughs> I guess Zen will uh, Zen will give them a piggyback ride if they need it. And then Dumpling can ride on Real's back. Aww. Zen is giving a double piggyback ride. <laughs> Linda chirps friend stack in your ear. Just uh, let her know if you need her to pull over. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, about halfway through, Rill will need Zen to pull over. So, <laughs> so Zen will just kind of like dump Rill off and let them do their business. <laughs> yeah, they just throw up in, in the bush and just kind of lay there for a second, and they're like, "Okay, yep, I'm I'm good." Zen offers them some water. Yeah, they drink some water and then eat some cookies and also a dog biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> We're all eating the dog biscuits now. <laughs> Uh, Linda's slightly confused, but secretly back in the library, she's uh, taking a chomp. <laughs> she's uh, going to try one out and see if they're good. And actually, they are pretty good. <laughs> are they home-baked? Yes, absolutely. Oh, good. Go hard or go home is Linda's <laughs> So before you know it, you start to come upon the swamp. Luckily, it's a it's a long enough walk that Rail can get the booze out of their system, but not a long enough walk that Zen gets exhausted. So after following Oren's instructions, you find yourselves looking out across a vast swamp. The air thick with sickly smelling mist. Your feet bubbles hot, stinking purple sludge. You have the sinking feeling that the sludge has consumed many an adventurer just like yourselves. A realization comes over you that you need to carefully pick your path through the swamp, lest you join those adventurers. Although the mist obscures your sight, you see fires in the distance, and two paths that look safe enough to traverse. One to the east, and one to the south. As you look out over the swamp, Linda chimes in your ear and says, Um... I have some bad news. The journal's updated with your location, and it, uh, it definitely says Poison Swamp. Oh. Oh. Uh, Real throws up again at the smell of the swamp. Uh, hopefully they didn't fall into the swamp, though. <laughs> so, poison is just if you ingest it, right? Uh. I mean, Real would know this because they were a biology student, so let me think on this. <laughs> yes. Poison is when you ingest it. Venomous is when... Poison is when you lick it, and venom is when it licks you. Yes, 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 yes. I, I believe so. Then I guess technically it's a it's a venom swamp. Or a toxic swamp. Yeah, it's like a, a Linda looks in her journal and is like, Oh no, wait, the word changed again. It's a toxic swamp. <laughs> <laughs> you pedantic dicks. <laughs> Linda would never call you guys pedantic dicks. You're her friends. Oh, good. Well, Zen and Rill are her friends. Bappy and Dork are pedantic dicks. <laughs> she might call you pedantic, but not dicks. <laughs> so, okay, so it's just like a swamp, and there's like a secret path that we need to figure out somehow. Yes. Okay, uh, Rill would pick up a rock, and then they would throw it, like try to skip it. It sinks into the thick purple gunk, and a uh, bubble of gas releases from the swamp. It is satisfied with your offering. <laughs> What, like immediately? Like it doesn't even skip? No. Just oomp. Oh, well, shit. Uh, okay, so I do have a question. Yes. Uh, so for Sorcerer's Familiar, this is the text. You have a familiar, much like a wizard's familiar, but more changeable. Unlike the wizard, you don't choose two abilities for your familiar. Instead, you choose one permanent ability that suits your familiar's nature. Each time you get a full heal-up, randomly determine two other abilities your familiar will possess until your next full heal-up. And because I put my feet into that, 
uh, the adventurer feat is your familiar gains another randomly changing ability. That's pretty cool. That is yeah. pretty cool. So my sorcerer's familiar because I talented into it after each like long rest or whatever. Or sorry, full heal, full heal up. I get three random abilities for my familiar. So is that only the next time we do a full heal or is that like at the start of the adventure as well? Uh, no, let's do it at the start. Say, so tell me what Dumpy's got going on today. So because I specced into Sorcerer's Familiar for the feat, my familiar gains a third randomly changing ability. So what it is, it's each full heal up randomly determine three abilities. So one permanent ability Dumpy has is I gain plus two bonus to wisdom skill checks. I'm guessing that's for me and not for Dumpy. It, it kept saying you, and I'm like, who's you? Is is you my familiar or is you me? And I'm, I'm guessing it's me, right? Yeah, it's, so it's real, not Dumpy. So, okay, so there's, I'm guessing you can't double up, right? So if I already have one of, like, the wisdom one, I can't, like, get it again. Sorry, so what did it say? Randomly determine three abilities, but I have one permanent ability, so... Yeah, but what what did the text of the plus two bonus to wisdom say? Uh, you gain a plus two bonus to wisdom checks. Okay, yeah, no, I don't think that stacks. Okay, okay. So is this a class ability? It's my sorcerer talent. Okay. It's random, so I'll roll a dice. Uh, okay. So I got a three. Okay, so flight. I got an eight. <laughs> Talkative. Hell yeah. And agile. So I get a plus two bonus to dex, a plus two bonus to wisdom, uh, sorry, skill checks. Uh, Dumpy can fly and also Dumpy can talk. Dumpy is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, I like the text for flight is flies as well as an overly cerebral hawk, which might in fact be precisely correct. It doesn't fly that often and usually sticks with you, but it can do so when its other abilities allow. So I have a question about this. Yes. If you roll random ones after every full rest, does that imply that like your familiar is a new entity every time? I think your familiar's skills just shift. Stop trying to eat Dumpy! <laughs> <laughs> I think the idea is that most familiars are just pulled together from magical energy, and so it is related to the sorcerer in terms of like the magic they're channeling. So it's still like a creature, but it's not like a normal creature. It shifts and changes with magical tides, I think. So yeah, Dumpy can uh, fly and talk now. So I think unless Zen wants to do something specific to try to figure out the swamp puzzle, Dumpy would hear us puzzling over it and Dumpy would fly (laughs) and then get a bird's eye view of the swamp to try to figure out if there's something that it can see from their view. (laughs) So so Dumpy just like jumps up into the sky? Yeah, yeah. And Zen is like, (laughs) woo! Could it always do that? I think... When Dumpy, like, jumps off Rill's back <laughs> and just, like, starts catapulting towards the swamp, Rill would probably just scream, <laughs> just, like, in terror. <laughs> just this eldritch cat. And then and then Dumpy just, like, floats over the swamp and is, like, trying to look at the swamp and see what it can find. Okay. So what Dumpy can see is limited by the thick mist settling over the swamp. Unfortunately, when they get high enough to see the path, like, all the way through to where those fires are, it's just not possible. The mist is too thick from up there. But Dumpy can see that there are two things. One of which is that Dumpy can see that the path that heads to the east from you looks like a safe place to go. The next place it leads to looks safe. Like there's no obvious monsters or traps or really sharp rocks or anything like that. 
And Dumpy can also see that to the southeast of you, where those fires are, there's some kind of relatively large glade or clearing that's like risen up out of the swamp. That's about all Dumpy can see. Okay, now I need you to relay that back to us in the Dumpy voice. Because Dumpy can talk. (laughs) That's true, Dumpy can. Oh, that's right. I have to do the talking for the familiar. Okay, so Dumpy comes back and Dumpy lands and goes, Hey, guys! Hey, it's me. It's Dumpling. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Real's just like, oh, oh my god, you can talk. Yeah, I, I can, I guess. Uh, that's new. It's new to me. So, good news and bad news. Uh, bad news, it's really hard to see from up there. This mist is gross and thick, and it doesn't get better the higher up you go. Um, kind of rude if you ask me. But east looks safe enough. There's a, there's a nice little spot there with like a fallen tree on some nice solid ground. And a, I don't see any skeletons or anything like that. And uh, southeast to you, there's a, there's a big old open glade and there's some fires and stuff there. So uh, that seems probably like where you kind of want to head to. Uh, Rip would pick up Dumpy and just hug hug it immediately. Just be like, oh my god, you're so cute. <laughs> oh, thank you. This is nice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, Linda, do you hear this? Do you hear Dumpy talking? (laughs) Linda can hear Dumpy talking, and so all you hear back through your piece is a high-pitched squeal that just goes on forever. (laughs) This is like the best thing that has ever happened to Linda. (laughs) Suddenly, the squeal peters off and she goes, Dumpy, Dumpy, I have a very, very important question, and I'm sorry to ask, but how do you feel about Mondays? And Dumpy responds back, I don't know what a Monday is! <laughs> and uh, Linda's slightly disappointed, but she can live with it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I need to recover from this. <laughs> Man, I don't get to do character voices very often. This is exciting. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> so Real just looks at Zen and is like, um, okay, so there's like a, I mean, both the paths sound pretty good uh i feel like if we want to try to get across somewhere um we might want to go to where the fires are because that kind of indicates there's people right and maybe they can kind of help us get across the swamp or something right that is what i would guess or someone might live there uh yeah i mean either way i think that'd be pretty helpful Okay, sorry, Dumpy. Where did where did you say the the fires were? Southeast, right? No, 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 no. I want to hear Dumpy say it. <laughs> it's to the southeast, but it's kind of far from where you are. There's only two paths. There's south and there's east. And as far as I can tell, east looks safe. I can't tell about south. Oh, okay. Well, then let's go east. Okay. So from where you are, you head east. Uh, you climb over a fallen tree, blackened with fire. Its spindly roots and branches reach out into the mist like grasping hands. From where you are now, everything looks safe and sound. So you can either follow the path back to where you started, head east, or head south. I do want to say while we're traveling, Rill is probably asking Dumpy a bunch of questions. Uh, we don't have to do all that, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I guess Rill would defer to Zen, because Zen is the kind of seasoned adventurers. So they get to the east by, like, crawling over a tree. Yes. And the whole swamp is kind of just, like, wet and swampy, and there's no, like, clear path, correct? From where you are, you can see safe places to walk that head east, south, or back the way you came. Okay. But there's not, like, a clear, like, oh, if we, like, hop on those three rocks, we'll be where those fires are. Okay. I think we want to go south. Okay. South sound good? Yeah, Rill wouldn't, like, 
fight against that rope and be like, okay, Rose too involved in conversation with Dumpy. <laughs> Alright, and like, Zen's gonna like snap her fingers at Rill and be like, you gotta pay attention or you're gonna fall into the swamp. Uh, 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 Rill's literally about to fall into the swamp. Don't fall into the swamp! I love you! You're my parent now! Oh, no. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I mean, I'm not ready to be a parent, but um, you're very cute, so I, you. I, I'll do my best. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> okay, so from where you are, you head south. Uh, a skeleton lies across the path. You try not to think of what fate may have befallen them. From where you are, you can now follow the path back or head west. Okay, so, Rill, come here. Y- yes, hello. Pull out your sword. Okay. Hold it. Okay. By the non-sharp end. Okay. And you see them very slowly reaching towards the blade. <laughs> Rill! No, I think- no! Oh, right, sorry. Okay, yes. The, uh, this this part, yeah. Alright, you remember what we practiced earlier? Uh, I have amnesia. Oh my god. You don't have amnesia. <laughs> okay, Zen takes Real by the shoulder and guides them over to the skeleton that we walked across. Okay. And says, okay, like we talked about earlier, I want you to <laughs> stick your sword in there, shake it around, rattle it around, break it apart. This is practice. That seems like we're kind of desecrating the dead, and I don't really, I'm not really about that. <laughs> It's fine, he doesn't care. This is practice. Practice desecrating the dead? Okay, do you want to wait until we find a live one? I mean, yes, preferably. Because, <laughs> you know, like, this guy's just, you know, he's just minding his own business being dead. I I don't really want to... Well, you know, they're just a, a person just, just taking a nap. So then it's just like, how do you shoot so well? You don't even know which end of a sword to hold. It's the sharp one! <laughs> no, wait, no, no! Uh, Rose is like, yeah, I don't know, swords are just kind of out of my wheelhouse, you know, like, um, I'm pretty okay with knives, but, like, this is just, I don't know, I don't think this could actually, like, hurt anyone, and they, like, hold up their sword and and make it light up and and make it look like a party trick. (laughs) Alright, I think we're gonna go back the direction we came, and then try the eastern path. Okay, so you go back the way you came, shake the eastern path, uh, and you can barely see a caravan wagging sticking out of the poison goop. A foolhardy merchant must have passed through here. You hope that their horse fared better than their goods. So from here, you can either follow the path back or you can go south. Now I think we'll go south. Okay. As you head south, you come to the mouth of a rocky cave. With a cursory glance, it seems empty. You certainly hope it's empty. You can either follow the path back or head through the cave. I kind of hope it's not empty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we should go through the cave, right? Like, there's not really anywhere else to go yeah and you know a cave at least should have harder ground i think that's that's fair hopefully it's not a a goop cave a toxic goop cave should be some solid rock that we're in less danger of being lost forever in yeah but we might get lost forever in the cave but that's fine i guess anyway let's keep going okay so you head into the dark cave and uh, luckily it is in fact solid although dark but you realize about halfway through that it's not actually a cave, it's a tunnel. You emerge out of the back into the uh, swirling mist that surrounded you before. An aged bridge lies before you, made of frayed rope and creaking wood. Uh, you can see fires burning closer than before. Do you press on, or do you head back through the cave? Can I throw a rock at the bridge and see if it breaks the bridge? Yes. Okay, I do that. <laughs> You throw a rock at the bridge and uh, watch as it harmlessly bounces off and then just sinks into the swamp. The bridge looks fine. It definitely sways and it definitely creaks, but nothing looks like obviously broken. 
Uh, Ryo just looks over at Zen and shrugs. Zen isn't convinced that a rock is the best test of structural <laughs> integrity of a... What, what, is Zen an architect now? <laughs> Zen is much, much heavier than a rock that Ryo can throw, and she knows that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking at it, does it look like it can hold her weight? Yes. Okay. Probably. <laughs> Okay, well, Rill, I want you to go across first. Oh, okay. Because if it breaks with me on it, then you're not going to be able to get across. I mean, if it breaks with me on it, I'm not going to be able to get across either. It's less likely to break with you on it. You weigh nothing. Okay, I mean, you know, I... What do you know? You didn't you didn't weigh me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I carried you on my back for an hour. What are you, a scale? Because <laughs> you're... A, a dragon. Anyway, and then Rill would walk across the bridge very slowly, holding on to both sides. Okay. As Rill walks across the bridge, the poison swamp below bubbles and burbles, and the thick mist swirls around you. The bridge creaks and it rocks, and you swear that you can hear those ropes slowly fraying. But uh, you do make it safely across to the other side. Oh, okay. Zen, I'm alive. If you can see me, I don't know if the mist is too thick, but I'm waving at you. <laughs> I'm alive, and I'm at the other end. Can I see across the other end? Not, like, perfectly, but Rill is conveniently standing in front of some of the light thrown off by the fires in the nearby area. And I guess they're also yelling back to me that they made it, so... Yes. Okay, so Zen will make her way across. She is not going super slowly because she just wants to spend as as little time on this bridge as possible. She's trying to go fast. Okay, so you can hear um, the rattling of the boards and uh, unnervingly one or two of them snaps beneath your feet as soon as you uh, step off of them. But you do make it to the other side. Although at this point, I would not recommend going back across. (laughs) All right, looks like we've got nowhere to go but forward. Yay, we're stuck here. (laughs) I would keep walking. Okay, so uh, now that you've safely crossed the bridge, you step out onto a wide patch of solid ground, a stone circle ringed with blazing torches. In the middle of the circle stands a woman in singed bright red robes, smirking at you as a flame dances between her open hands. Took you long enough, she growls. So are you going to come take it or not? And she lifts her hood back and lifts a cowl back, and you can see around her neck an amulet with a gem in it. Oh, are you the lady who's throwing money at people? I mean, I don't want to take money. It kind of just sounded like you were throwing money at, at people. <sighs> uh, yes, she is. I don't, I don't know how to answer that in character, but yes. <laughs> so, so she's going to throw money at us? <laughs> uh, uh, no. Real, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's the only thing she's doing. Okay, well, that's incredibly disappointing and also a little bit deceiving. And and I I did remember that detail that that there's a woman in red throwing money at people. So I just, you know, even despite the amnesia, and I just, I mean, you know, whatever, it's fine. Zen will take some of those um, stolen coins out of her bag and hand them to Rill. There you go. (laughs) Or actually, Zen will throw them at Rill. Yeah, Rill, you're gonna throw them at me? (laughs) You seem hung up on the idea of, of, of having someone throw money at you, so... I, I mean, I was gonna throw money at her. <laughs> so so Ro would pick up the pieces that Zen threw at them, and then they would throw it at the woman. <laughs> and Zen's just kind of like, yeah, we're gonna take it, or you can just give it to us, make it easier. 
She uh, waves her hand and a wave of fire melts the coins uh, in front of her and uh, the metal drops harmlessly to the stone beneath her. Okay, that's probably illegal. Like, you can't just destroy money, but, um, you know, whatever. And she snarls again and says, I've had enough. We've only been talking for, like, two seconds. Like, calm down. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I am not about talk. I'm about action. And if this is what you want, come and get it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Zen is more than happy to. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and everybody roll for initiative then. Come listen to Dice for Roll, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet. We asked the hard questions like, is it morally acceptable to kiss a goblin? Is it cool to use spell slots to warm up leftovers? Would the gods be mad if I wrote slash fic about them? We're a group of four friends who play Pathfinder 2nd Edition every week and go on adventures like none other. We've just launched our brand new season, Extinction Curse, which follows the adventures of the Circus of Wayward Wonders, as they put on the greatest show in all of Galarian and uncover ancient secrets and long-forgotten foes from a bygone era. If you like circuses, clowns, and a little bit of magic, come check us out, and make sure that no matter what, you keep it rolling. The Eternity Archives is hosted, produced, and edited by Dorka, Kite, and Siva. Find us on Twitter at, at @thearchivespod or online at theeternityarchives.com. Our intro music is Paint the Sky by Hans Adam, and sound effects are obtained from zapsplat.com. Check out our show notes for more information and some helpful resources. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Eternity Archives on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. Consider supporting us by telling your friends about us, or leave us a tip at our Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash theeternityarchives. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Be gay! Roll dice! An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.